never found never forgotten we're going to discuss some cases that happened on halloween we'll be discussing the disappearances of hyun jong song stephen stephen damon and christy lynn vorak our first case is about hyun jong song she was 21 years old and she went by the name of cindy she went missing after attending a halloween party in state college pennsylvania Cindy was originally born in South Korea, but had immigrated to the United States in 1995 to live with relatives in Springfield, Virginia. She was working on a bachelor's degree in integrative arts and was scheduled to graduate in May of 2002. I don't know what integrative arts are. I don't either. I looked it up briefly. I can't even read it. (laughs) I looked it up briefly and it was like sort of com- combining art and then like the business side of art like marketing artists and stuff like that but interesting I'm not 100% positive the night Cindy went missing she was dressed in a rabbit costume which included a pink sleeveless shirt white tennis sh- skirt rabbit ears knee-length brown suede boots red knee a red knee-length hooded jacket she attended a Halloween party at the players nightclub and she left that party around 2 a.m. on November 1st. Normally, we don't talk about what people are wearing. Right. But, that's very, I mean, she's in uh, a Halloween costume. Yeah. Um, she had obviously been drinking um, out at the parties with her friends. And she was intoxicated when her friends dropped her off. She originally stopped at her friend's apartment for a couple hours. And then her friend proceeded to drop her off at her apartment at the State College Park Apartments around 4 a.m. And then she was never seen or heard from again. So her friends reported her missing on November 4th, three days after she was last seen. Can we pause right there? Yeah. If I couldn't get a hold of my friend. For three days. It would not take me three days. Uh, I'm sorry, but if I dropped my friend off. At 4 a.m., like, if I And they weren't, like, texting me, like, hey, I made it home, or... Well, if I dropped them off, that would be one thing. But if I, like, if by 4 a.m. the next morning I hadn't heard like anything from hours. them... Yeah. Like, three whole days. Three whole days, yeah. Like, so what did they think she was doing? <laughs> I don't know. I would never let you go for three whole days well, without searching for you. Thanks. I'm well, glad someone's in my well, corner. Ditto, BT Dubs. Thanks. I would, huh? Well, I mean, I feel like I searched for you after like two hours. I haven't heard from you on well, yeah. Facebook. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so they reported her missing three days after she was last seen. Um, uh, Cindy had failed to return phone calls or be seen by any of her friends. And that's when they realized something was wrong and notified police. Police conducted an initial search of Cindy's apartment. Inside, they did find false eyelashes that were part of her costume, which suggested to them that she may have returned home or made it home. They also found her backpack and her cell phone. The phone was turned off and no calls were made from her phone after the time she had returned home, so about 4 a.m. And there was no sign of foul play or struggle inside the apartment. I kind of find that found that weird because, I don't know eyelashes to me how do they know those were the eyelashes she was wearing and like couldn't she have like put them on like you know how when you're getting ready for halloween 
I remember you being, try a couple pairs on and you're like, oh, you know what? These are going to get annoying. Put them down, then go out about your night. Or even if her friend said, oh, yeah, she had fake eyelashes on that night. Who Who's to say she didn't have them on the night before and those were her night before ones? Or, I don't think the pair of fake eyelashes are indicative of yeah, her arriving home. Right. I think the cell phone, if her friend said she had her cell phone out that night yes, and the cell phone was found home is more indicative that she yeah, home. yeah, yeah. Eyelashes to me could have been any old yeah. day because let's laying be honest, around. Who on earth gets false eyelashes right the first time? Truth. <laughs> Girl. Um, Cindy's keys and her purse were missing from the apartment, which to me almost made it seem like she, she didn't, didn't make it home. home. Um, her purse contained her ID, credit cards, everything that she would need, um, and everything that she would have had with her. Cindy's family immediately came to the U.S. from South Korea when they heard, and unfortunately, they cleaned her apartment, which inadvertently destroyed any physical evidence that the police could have found. When I read that, my heart fell, because I could I could totally understand what they were doing. You know, they, they're coming to a new country. I don't know if I could. I don't think that would be my first reaction. But, like, so you don't know what's going on. You're in her apartment. You have all that nervous energy, like, yeah. where's my daughter? Okay. Like, and so... Because I'm like, what freaking idiots? Why would they clean? No, no, no. I was like, oh my gosh, I totally would have done the same thing. Not that I'm the most cleanly person, but sometimes <laughs> every now and then I get some nervous energy and I'm like, I'm just going to go through. But I could totally understand, you know, they've, they've come all this way. They're in her apartment. Mm -hmm. They're waiting yeah. to hear news. They clean thinking. I didn't think of it that know. way. Yeah, I get it. Um, her family and friends said it was not like Cindy to just leave with no contact. Cindy had broken up with a boyfriend about a month before her disappearance. However, her friends said that she was over it and not depressed by it. Um, and there has been no activity on her credit cards. I wonder if her boyfriend has been, like, questioned, her ex-boyfriend. Um, I didn't see anything, like, where yeah. he was. And I think because of some developments that we'll get into in a little bit. Not so much. Yeah. Police speculated that, that she may have been abducted from her apartment or abducted while walking to a nearby store. Um, she was known for uh, going to a nearby store quite often, just walking there. So they thought maybe she got abducted along the way. Which would explain why her, her purse wasn't there. Right. But like she maybe left the cell phone maybe in left, the apartment. Yeah. They speculated that the disappearance may be drug related. Um, Cindy's diary indicated that she and her friends had been experimenting with marijuana and ecstasy, but there was no evidence that Cindy had used any drugs regularly or that she had used them on the night of her disappearance. I had a couple thoughts about this. So this poor girl I feel like you is don't, 21 years old. She's at college. You don't abduct someone over marijuana, though. And you don't abduct someone over marijuana. But this poor girl, she's in college. Yeah, of course she's going to experiment. I know it happens. Not to me, because I'm freaking <laughs> two-shoes. But, like, people experiment. That's what they do. And then she, this poor girl writes about it in her diary. And then these people are like, oh, yeah, No wonder she got abducted. It's yeah. drugs. I feel like marijuana and ecstasy are not drugs that would get you abducted. Right. Like They're, heroin yeah, and meth. Yeah, and those are not, like... Hardcore. Hard drugs that you like you're gonna owe someone a ton of money and they're gonna come abduct you for right. some marijuana. Like right. yeah, I don't yeah. 
that poor girl, her her diary. Her poor diary. <laughs> her diary. Um, a tip did come in from Philadelphia where a witness saw a woman matching Cindy's description in a car with a man um, in the Chinatown area of Philadelphia. Who knew that Philadelphia had a Chinatown area? I feel like everywhere has a Chinatown oh, okay. area. <laughs> you can tell I'm so, like, such a city girl. <laughs> the woman called for help, but the man interrupted her. But when police spoke with that witness, um, her story kept changing, and they were unable to verify that sighting. The man in the car was described as having olive or light a light brown complexion and medium-length hair, which describes... Every man alive. Yeah. Another possible lead um, was when a bank robber named Hugo Seleski was arrested. An informant led police to five bodies. The informant also told police that Seleski told him that he and another man, Michael Kurkowski, had kidnapped Cindy and taken her back to Scranton, PA, before killing her. Um, Hugo Selensky uh, placed the, the crime solely on Michael Kurkowski, saying that he had kept her locked in a walk-in safe in his home until she died. He then buried her body somewhere near Scranton. Michael Kurkowski is one of Hugo Selensky's victims, so we'll never know anything honest from, truth, right. from Michael. Um, Selensky claimed that he killed Kurkowski after learning that Kurkowski had kept Cindy's bunny ears as a souvenir. Like, Which seems like an awful... You can keep her in a freezer, but how dare you, you keep those, those ears? Yeah. Yeah. Keep her in this freezer, but don't take the ears. That's why I'm going to kill you right now. Yeah. As of January of this year, Hugo Selensky is the prime suspect in the case. Anyone with information on the disappearance of Hyung Jung Sung, or also known as Cindy, can contact the Ferguson Township Police Department at 814 237 1172 or 1 800 479 The next disappearance is that of two year old Stephen Damon from East Meadow, New York, on Halloween 1955. He was last seen at a supermarket about a block and a half from his home with his mother and seven month old sister. They had walked to the supermarket and the mom left the children outside in the stroller while she ran in for bread. When she came out, the children were gone. Could today, you imagine that? Today, I feel like that's like nobody would ever. That's do that. taboo. How dare you leave your child outside? But I feel like in 1955, that was something. Oh yeah. Let's let's face it. I'm going to be honest here. I would totally love to be able to leave my kids outside while I ran into the store for bread. Oh, absolutely. But now. But now you can't do that. You're neglectful. And and so I can just imagine how terrible this mom feels. Like oh yeah, she ran in. Two seconds, seconds, yep. Comes out, he's gone. So I feel like that was okay in 1955. Like, it's something that people just did. Um, The baby and the stroller were discovered by police a few blocks away. However, Stephen has never been seen since. In November of 1955, a Queens College student wrote three letters to Stephen's parents demanding increasing amounts of money in exchange for Stephen's safe return. He demanded up to $14,000. Stephen's parents tried to comply with the demands. However, the student turned out to have nothing to do with the disappearance. He was only doing it for money, which is so cruel. I have a few thoughts on this. Yes, it is cruel. But I would never, like, believe that a student had taken my son because... A two-year-old. What college student wants a two-year-old? Yeah. However, to pay off that student loan debt... 
maybe I'm take your kid and maybe that was, yeah, like and maybe that's why it was increasing amount right I, th- I think I read it started at like six thousand then ten thousand then fourteen thousand um so you know interest rates on those mm-hmm. things <laughs> so cruel though so cruel um it is important to know that Stephen had a healed break on his arm. So that break would have been an identifying mark. If any remains were found, they could see like that healed Mm -hmm. fracture in 1957 remains that were referred to as the boy in the box were found in Philadelphia. While there were many similarities to Steven, there was no healed arm fracture and the footprints of Steven taken when he was a baby didn't match the remains that were found, but the speculation persisted. Um, And so in 2003, Stephen's sister provided a DNA sample that officially ruled out those remains um, of his being those of Stephen. The remains found in the box um, remain unidentified today. Which is chilling. So Who sad. doesn't know that a baby is missing? So sad. The family was originally from Iowa, but they were in the East Meadow area because Stephen's father was in the Air Force and stationed on Long Island. A few months after Stephen's disappearance, the father left the Air Force and the family moved back to Iowa. Stephen's parents divorced in 1957, which I feel like is common after trauma. Yeah, like this trauma. Is huge trauma. And like, I also wonder if like he... The dad blamed. blamed. Yeah. Like if there was an element of blame. Yeah. In 2009, a man living in, the Michi- in Michigan claimed to be Stephen. However, DNA testing ruled him out. Information on Stephen Damon can be given to the Nassau County Police at 516-573-7000. And finally, we want to share with you the disappearance of 13-year-old Christy Lynn Vorak. She went missing on Halloween 1982. There is not a lot of information about Christy Lynn. Um, She was living with a foster family at the time of her disappearance in Tacoma, Washington, She reportedly liked to walk around Tacoma, and because of that, police fear that she may have been the victim of the Green River serial killer, Gary Ridgway. Initially, police thought she could just be a runaway. However, Christy had no history of running away. Um, Gary Ridgway did plead guilty to 48 counts of murder in November 2003. Disgusting. 48 counts. Um, That's probably not even all of them. And that's probably not even all of them. Um, Many of his victims were runaways or prostitutes. Christy was officially added to a list of possible victims of the Green River Killer in 1993. Anyone with information on Christy's disappearance can contact the Tacoma Police Department at 253-798-4721. So that's our Halloween episode. Thanks for listening. Um, Let's do our top three. That wasn't as good as no, last week. we'll get it. We'll get it. <laughs> um, so this is our top three favorite celebrities. Go. Um, Sarah Bareilles. I um, will see her live someday. Know every lyric to every song. Yeah, you She's do. a beautiful human. Follow she, her on Instagram. She's, She's also a hilarious human. Um, Jimmy Fallon. Hilarious. Also known as J-Fail. Yeah, we call him J-Fail for some reason. Um, also hilarious. Like Always makes me laugh. Squad. Yeah, I am in J-Fail squad. Um, love late nights with J-Fail. Um, and... You know what? I think I'm going to switch it. Earlier I had said somebody else, but I think I'm going to switch it to Lady Gaga. And here's why. I used to not like Lady Gaga. 
Mm-hmm. I thought she was just, you know, sorry, but a like Katy Pops, but a Katy Perry. Yeah. I can't stand Katy Perry for any fans out there. Um, I thought she wrote like mindless ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but then when you like actually know, first of all, well, what changed my mind was. Uh, the movie. The movie. What's the movie? A Star is Born. A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper. Phenomenal. And then if you ever like actually know her as a human, I she's, act like I like know her. Yeah. She like donates so much money to like people in need or like animal shelters. Yeah. And like, I just love that she uses her, her fame for good because I, I feel like some people don't. I loved her carpool karaoke. Yeah. I feel like she's a good human. Yeah. And she does have one hell of a voice. And she does have a great voice. That's why I like her. She's weird as fuck, but she's great. She, I mean, she wore me. Am yes. I allowed to say fuck on here? Well, I'll have to mark it as explicit. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Maybe I can edit it out. Okay, so my top three celebrities are Jennifer Garner for no other reason than I feel like we could be BFFs. Yeah, I um, can see that. She's super weird and awkward. Like you. And I feel like I connect with that. Um, probably for that same reason, everybody else on my list. Um, three celebrities, man. Ed Sheeran? I mean, I do like Ed Sheeran. I think he is quality talent. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, Okay. Not necessarily a favorite celebrity, but I will share with you one of my celebrity crushes. <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh, don't. <laughs> People are going to judge you. <laughs> it's okay. I know I'm a 35-year-old woman, but <laughs> I have a crush on Sean Mendez. I would let him eat crackers in my bed. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would. <laughs> okay. Who, was, that, who was mine? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I would yes. let him eat crackers in my bed. Yes. Okay. You didn't say three. That was only two. Oh, I sort of said Ed Sheeran. No, I gave you that one. Um, Number three. <laughs> I only have two. I don't know. Um, lame. Yeah, I am lame. All right. That's our She'll episode. think about it. I'll think about it and get back to you. That's our episode for this week. We love you for tuning in. Keep tuning in. We, promise, we will get better. We promise we'll get better. Um... Give us some tips, tricks. Yes. Um, so this is episode four. Episode four. Um, I keep saying it episode five. I'm going to start a Facebook group Woo-woo. for all of our listeners. So pretty soon we're going to be celebrities. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon you could be naming us as your top three. Um, yes, I am. So keep an eye out for some information on that. And we will see you next time. Bye. Oops, I forgot. (laughs) Let's try again. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.